When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Grace and you, Dominic, you know, when people ask me what have I been doing in the city, I say, you need to talk to Dominic Carter, but you've been covering me for almost 30 years now. Nice to be with you, Dominic. I think you are really in a very, very high league, and I watch some of your competitors on, frankly, the national shows, and I say, why aren't you doing a national show? Because I really think your delivery and your questioning and your brain power is really at the highest level, so that's good. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And good morning, good morning, good morning. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Boy, do we have a lot to get to this morning. One, I am annoyed. I am annoyed at something uh, that President Biden had to say on Monday, on King Day, as it relates to uh, police officers. So he goes before Sharpton's organization, Reverend Al Sharpton's National Action Network, uh, the King Day breakfast that they do in D.C. And President Biden is calling for, it's nothing but pandering, calling for police officers to be retrained so that they're taught not to use deadly force in every situation that requires them to fire their weapon. Now, we we have discussed this many times on this program. The President of the United States knows that police are taught to shoot for the largest mass of body, which happens to be the chest area, the stomach, and so on, the torso area. And the reason for that is that if you aim for an arm or a leg, you can miss, and that's how innocent bystanders are hit. And so instead of this president, and something that I want to hear your opinions on this morning, because I believe this uh, fiasco as it relates to uh, classified documents, that it's going to intensify and, and increase the scenario where I don't see Biden running for re-election, that this may be the final straw, Afghanistan, inflation, and and now and now we have this um, this mess as it relates to classified documents. So that's off the top of my head that I want to deal with, and I'm also going to raise some very interesting subjects, and we're going to be taking your telephone calls, but. I want you to listen to the growing chorus of Democrats uh, going after this president. So on the classified documents, uh, retiring Senator Debbie uh, Stabenow of uh, Michigan appeared on Meet the Press uh, Sunday, and she says that this document scandal is embarrassing. You know, the president said what Donald Trump did was careless. Are those words he has to eat? 
Well, it's certainly embarrassing, right? I mean, it's embarrassing that you would find a small number of documents, certainly not on purpose. They don't think it's the right thing, and they have been moving to correct it, working with uh, the Department of Justice, working with everyone involved, with the archives. And so from my perspective, you know, it's one of those moments that obviously they wish hadn't happened. But what I'm most concerned about, and this is the kind of thing that the Republicans love. We just heard it from my colleague, uh, Senator Johnson. Let's talk about investigations. Let's create chaos. Let's not talk about the fact that we have a manufacturing renaissance going on in this country, more jobs created, lower unemployment rate, higher wages, and what they're proposing to do that would interfere with that, would really put us on the edge economically. They don't want to talk with us about how to move the, the country forward. And I can tell you, people in Michigan, they want folks that, that are going to work together, get things done, that care about their families and, and aren't interested in all of this just chaos and investigations, and which is where the Republicans feel comfortable, unfortunately. Well, Senator and President Biden, how about we get this done? You don't criticize the last president for the same thing that you just did and your problem is even bigger. How about that? How about that? And I, I'm just disappointed in in this president and President Biden calling for this is just pandering politics, calling for police officers to be retrained so that they're taught not to uh, excuse me, not to use deadly force in every situation that requires them to fire their weapon. Well, Mr. President, where where are these officers supposed to uh, aim at? I, I mean, it's ridiculous. That's one issue that we're going to deal with. And, of course, the number is 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. Issue number two, and this is a doozy. How does this right any wrong? All it will do is divide people. A San Francisco panel, a San Francisco panel studying reparations, looking at reparations, has proposed, get this, a one-time payment of $5 million, $5 million to each African-American resident of the city deemed eligible for, quote, decades of harm they have experienced. This is according to a report out on Monday. A panel looking at reparations is actually urging a one-time payment of $500 million, $5 million, excuse me, to each African-American resident. Now, keep in mind, because of COVID, San Francisco is already looking at a lower-than-expected property uh, tax intake, and the mayor's office is already predicting in uh, San Francisco a budget shortfall of roughly $728 million over the next two years. Now, there there are several rules in order to qualify for the uh, $5 million, and the, the the panel recommends to a commission, and they go on and on and on, and this is ridiculous. 
this is ridiculous, and and it, it, it's not good. All it is is divisive. It's divisive, and you would be paying for $5 million for what? For exactly what? So that's another issue that we're going to deal with. We've got to get to uh, Mayor Adams. Mayor Adams. But uh, also, another issue. You may recall that last week we discussed the situation of what happened uh, in San Francisco as well, where the owner of an art gallery finally lost it. He had tried and tried and tried, and the homeless woman, instead of tried to help her, tried to get the police to get involved, tried to get government involved, and no one came to his aid. And he finally lost his cool and asked her to move four times. She didn't move, and he turned on a, a hose with water and sprayed her. Now we have a similar situation, a similar situation right here in New York. A homeless man continues to terrorize a Gramercy Park building and merchants despite pleas to city officials. So what's happening right here in our backyard after months of news coverage and pleas to city officials, nothing has been done. This man has been doing this for over a year, and this is despite Mayor Adams' new program to get troubled homeless people off the streets. And so uh, at one of the Lexington Avenue uh, buildings that's going through this, the management spent $4,000 on a locksmith to try and keep this troublesome homeless person from camping out in their lobby. Now just imagine you're paying $5,000 a month for rent. You, or you bought your, your, your apartment and you've got a, a mortgage and, and you've got um, dues, uh, homeowner dues. And every time you go in your building, for the most part, you've got to walk around a homeless person in the lobby area and pray that he doesn't attack you. Think about that for a second. So the building happens to be on Lexington Avenue near East 25th Street. And the guy would sit there, eat there, smoke. And over the weekend, over the weekend, residents called police at least five times after the homeless man broke into the compact room and defecated. Only to have police let him go when he refused help when he refused help. So imagine that one. You go downstairs to get your laundry done at a building where you, you're paying a, a big mortgage, homeowner's dues, and um, it's not dog waste on the floor. It's human waste from the uh, from the homeless man. And these are the times that we are living in. The good thing as it relates to Mayor Adams is that he is turning up the heat on President Biden and even Governor Hochul to do something to tackle the migrant migrant crisis now at 40,000 plus. Pretty soon, they are going to be the majority in terms of not just the majority, they're the majority now of our homeless population. But they'll, they'll be on top, there'll be more migrants in the city than homeless people. That's what I'm trying to say. And this is disgusting. And we see your calls. We're about to begin with the calls. But 
Mayor Adams, uh, listen to the mayor. This is him calling out the federal government asking for help from FEMA. New York cannot take more. We can't. The federal government should pick up the entire course. What El Paso is going through and all of the other municipalities. And we need a real leadership moment from FEMA. This is a national crisis. We are not pointing the finger at El Paso. We're not pointing the finger at Houston. We're pointing the finger where it should be pointed. And that's our national government. This is a national problem. And, uh, of course, uh, the the mayor's not going to say it, but when you say our national government, the last time I checked, uh, Mr. Adams says he's the Biden of Brooklyn, so it's President Biden who was the president of the United States. And Adams is heading to D.C. Uh, this week to raise the stake, if you will, and ask for uh, for additional funds. Something has to be done. Let's start with the uh, telephone calls. Let's begin this morning with George in Manhattan. Good morning, George. What's on your mind? Hi there. Listen, thanks for taking my call. I have two points very related, both uh, concerning uh, Mayor uh, uh, Adams' visitation to El Paso, Texas, which is absolute waste of time. It's too late. It's like, for example, I've got an analogy. He snatches Farmin, you know, from Rachel's arms and casts him into the pool. And then he jumps into the pool and saves him from drowning and then proclaims to Frank Morano that he should be commended on Frank Morano's show. That's the analogy. So it's too, too late what he did because he created the problem and he is supposedly not even able to resolve it. It's just for show. And the costs are going to be tremendous, $600 billion for in one year for uh, sustaining uh, five to six million of the invaders. And I've got here uh, cash, uh, SNAP, uh, subsidies for housing, Medicare, Medicaid, legal aid, made service for children and disabled, free classes, free schooling, etc. All that comes to $100,000 per uh, individual. And they will not be willing to work even for 15 bucks an hour when they see that uh, they uh, would be receiving benefits totaling $100,000 per annum. I, I hear you, George. I, I don't know about your math, but, but, but. Uh, they, as you already know, they cannot work uh, as of right now. The the migrants they have to they have to clear a special hurdle, and it's 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 with the feds and the entire situation. I thank you for the call, George. The entire situation is just a mess. Let's go to Frank. Frank in Maine. Good morning, Frank. You are on the Dominic Carter Show. Dominic, always a pleasure to speak to you from the beautiful state of Maine. You know, Dominic. Um, uh, you brought up two great points. Uh, first of all, this man in San Francisco wants $5 million for reparations. Where's the money coming from? Well, I noticed there's a universal 
surcharge tax that we all get, and there's all no, excuse me, there's there's an interest surcharge surcharge tax. It came during the the um, COVID nineteen. It was a federal law. It's still there. It's, it was supposed to be gone, but it's still there. I think that tax is going to be heightened, and that's going to be the that's going to be the monies. The money's coming out of our pocket. It won't be certain people they're targeting. I think it's going to be the whole United States that that the money's coming from for the so quote unquote reparations for everybody in or everybody in general who thinks they were they were a part of that slavery or descendants of slavery. Um, I, I think it's going to come out of all our taxes and that specific tax that interest surcharge tax and you should look it up well I, 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 will, I will frank but i i hope that it doesn't because i don't support reparations i don't find them productive i don't think they will help anyone i do think that they are divisive and that all it will do is divide america i i don't know why this movement is continuing to gain steam well i do know why uh pandering politicians that's why Biden, uh, before the National Action Network, talking about police officers should be retrained. Why Why is it when you shoot, it's always deadly force? I mean, if we were not heading into uh, an election, and, and if he didn't have such strong support uh, from progressives and communities of color, he would never make that type of statement. And that's not going to help us. But but I do thank you for the, uh, for the call, uh, Frank. Thank you, calling from Maine. And uh, in terms of the five million, and it's not just one individual that wants this in San Francisco. It's a panel that's making the recommendation. Now, according to uh, statistics, uh, San Francisco has a uh, budget of $14 billion. And this would cost roughly $50 billion to pay every uh, African-American, a $5 million uh, reparation to give them a reparations uh, check. And the committee also is proposing wiping out all debts associated <laughs> with educational, personal, credit card, and payday loans for black households. This 15-member panel was established by San Francisco supervisors in May of 2021 and uh, a separate task force uh, created by California's legislature is also studying uh, reparations. Now to be initially eligible and, and this, this, this should never happen, but let's just play the game for a second here. Applicants must be 18 and show they have identified as black or African-American on public documents for at least 10 years. They must also prove they meet two out of eight additional standards, and that is uh, including being born or having migrated to San Francisco between 1940 and 1996 and having proof of residency for at least 13 years being personally or a direct descendant or someone jailed in the failed war on drugs. You cannot make this up. You cannot make this up. Let's go to Norman. 
Norman in Brooklyn. Good morning, Norman. What's on your mind? Uh, good morning, Dominic. Um, um, my sister lives in San Francisco. She's lived there since the 70s. Um, I'm, I think I'm, I, I'm white. Uh, I'm Jewish. And uh, I think I will be uh, applying for whatever reparations uh, come down. I mean, whether they reject me or not, I'm, I'm going to apply. You're going to apply, but 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 you 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 you're not African American. Well, but my ancestors are slaves. I mean, you know, my ancestors are slaves. Um, I are they going to say I'm African American or not? I mean, how, who's gonna, who, like who who's there to attest that the person is African American? Right. Well, I'm just saying. Okay. Well, I I want to bring in David in the Bronx into the conversation. Sure. So. Norman, yeah. you're, you're on live now with uh, David. David, what do you think of this? Yeah, I uh, called in about this because this is probably going to surprise some of your listeners. I actually oppose uh, reparations. I think, like you said, it's very divisive. It's not going to happen. I don't know why these people keep putting this stuff out there because all it does is bring the creeps out of the woodwork who say things like what this Norman person just said where he thinks he's entitled to reparations, nobody's entitled to reparations. How about that? You know, but let's seriously talk about the real issue in this country, the continuing racism that is still going on, that people like Norman don't want to address, the housing discrimination, the education discrimination, the job discrimination that still happens. Okay, I worked at Lord and Taylor, which is no longer in business, and we were told to follow around black people, okay, mm-hmm. which I didn't object to because I didn't want to lose my job. But we were told not to pay attention to certain people and others. So this stuff still happens. Okay, so wait, so David, I'm, I'm going to let you finish, but, but, but help me out here. You said yeah. education discrimination. Please enlighten me because the last time I, I, I'm living proof that that a kid of color uh, can go to college in New York State. And the last time I checked, the state of New York spends an awful lot of money per student for kids in predominantly communities of color. So what education right. discrimination? Have you visited a majority black school district recently, Dominic? Have you been to Wine Dance on Long Island? or Hempstead, mm-hmm. or any of these other towns that I'm familiar with on Long Island that have well, some of the worst school districts that you well, could possibly imagine, well, I, I, those I children will, are not getting an equal education. Okay, I, I, they will, are not. I, I, will, I will admit this much. I was speaking maybe five years ago. I don't remember which high school on Long Island. And I was shocked when I walked in and they had an office for students that are homeless, for high school students that are homeless. But I guess, David and Norman, I'm going back to you. I guess what I'm what I'm asking of you is that and I'm not trying to blame the victim but whose fault is it that these schools are bad whose fault is that David whose fault is Oh it? I thought you were asking Norman No I'm asking uh, you Oh okay it's a combination of of many things Dominic listen black culture in America has a lot to do with this and I've had a lot of problems with black culture in America because why don't black people from Africa act like this or black people from the Caribbean? There is something about this country and the culture that has evolved in the black community that is anti-education. I experienced it in my own family. I used to go to study hall 
and, and or the library and read, and I was made fun of. I of was course. a bookworm you, and you the call, nerd. You called a nerd. You called yeah. Uncle Tom. You called all types of sell bad out. things a sellout if you want to achieve good grades. Okay, David, you hold on a second uh, because you kind of went after Norman there. Let's give Norman a chance to respond. Oh, listen, I, I mean, basically, I was that was a parody. I was not actually being dead ass serious about uh, the uh, applying for reparations. Uh, David, um, you don't know me. Uh, I have always lived in I live in a black neighborhood. Um, I uh, had a very serious relationship with somebody who was black. And I I really I. Um, Please try not to be so angry all the time, okay? Uh, I I, I feel so very sorry that you're blind, and I feel very sorry that you've had problems in your life. And in some ways, I wish you wouldn't have those problems, okay? But I'm not, I'm not, you know, I, I've heard you going after some people sometimes, and you really reading into a lot of things. Well, we're uh, we're very complex people here who call into the show. Some of our views might be obnoxious. Some of our views you may like. Um, anyway, I wish you peace. Okay, well, thank you, Norman, for that. And, David, I'll give you the final say before we move on to other calls. Okay. As far as me being angry, which is sort of stereotypical, I've had multiple experiences in my life dealing with racism. Why is it that certain people in this country don't want to admit that this is still going on? That's why I'm angry, okay? My niece who I've talked about before, who will be going to Princeton in the fall. She told me something recently, which is why I'm angry, okay? I thought things were actually getting better in this country until she told me my niece lives in a very Polish part of Queens. She went into a Polish deli to get a soda and was confronted by someone that used the N-word and told her to get out because she didn't belong there, okay? This was in the past couple of years that this happened, Dominic. So don't tell me, and I don't mean to yell, but I'm sick of people telling me that people who get upset about racism in this country are angry or exaggerating. I'm angry because I actually thought things were getting better since I had to go through this stuff, and apparently I was wrong, and I'm upset because my niece should not have to go through that. I went through it plenty of times. They don't want my niece to go through it. I don't want your grandchildren to go through it. But we're well, not I, I, there hey, yet, David, Dominic. I promise you, my grandchildren will not go through it. I can promise you that. And and that, I hope and, not. that and that no, there's no hope. I'm telling you what I know. Because that's why I work so hard now. But that's why I also gave you more time than normal. Uh because when when I hear the racism charge, I, I'm I'm trying to see uh, am I out of touch with reality? Um, that, that, that does it not happen to me anymore because I'm a public figure? I because I because I don't see it. I I I don't well, Dominic, I, I don't see it. Dominic, I think that has something to do with it. When you're well known or you get to a certain level, I don't think you see it. One of my brothers claims never to. No, he's he knows that he experienced it in the past, but he also thinks we moved beyond it because he's you know he's a multimillionaire. He doesn't experience it either. And so, so and so and so and so your so your brother the multimillionaire if he's made his money so shouldn't that tell you that maybe things are a lot better than what you think they are and that it's based on the individual and what they're stuck on in their own mind 
No, wait, so you're telling me that if someone goes into a deli and they're told they're not welcome there because they're black, that ha- what does that have to do with what we're just talking about? This is not an you, issue you, that's going to be solved right. in our lifetimes, right. Dominic. You, it's not. You said it was something. It, I'm sorry that happened to your niece, but you said yourself is something that happened several years ago. That's what that's what you said. So I, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know, David, but I do thank you for the call. But, but that's why, that's why I, I ask people like, like David, because I'm at the stage of my life where I, I don't see it. And, and I'm asking myself, well, Dominic, are you in denial? Or, because I just don't see it. The way I see things is that in this great country, anything you want, you can get. Now, will there be distractions along the way? Of course. But do you think I'm going to let somebody distract me from where I want to go and where I, what I want to do? Of course not. Of course not. Folks, we are going to take uh, a break. When we come back, we're going to have more of your telephone calls. We're going to a couple in New Jersey, Yonkers, Brooklyn, a number of topics on the table this morning. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Radio 77 WABC. And we are back, going back to your telephone calls, a number of topics this morning. One, a San Francisco panel says reparations for African Americans, $5 million to each African American uh, person in, uh, in San Francisco. It will never pass. It's divisive. It should not happen. A, a uh, homeless man. A vagrant, a terrorizing, uh, a Gramercy Park uh, neighborhood. The mayor, for all of his new initiatives, and the NYPD are really doing nothing about the problem. The man is defecating uh, in the building, sleeping in the lobby. And so just imagine that. Just imagine that. You've got a uh, mortgage, let's just say, or, or let's say your rent is five, $6,000 a month. You've got a mortgage, and you've, you've got uh, homeowner's dues, and 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 your homeowners dues, let's say, are fifteen hundred dollars, and the mortgage, let's say, is uh, uh four thousand dollars, and you've got to walk past a homeless man to get into your building. What type of madness exists? What world are we living in? Larry in Brooklyn. Good morning. You are on Talk Radio seventy seven WABC. Hi, Dominic. You got so many topics. You're driving me up the wall. But I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm going to make two comments okay. uh, because I feel the most emphatic about these. First of all, uh, as far as the reparations issues goes, I know it's narrowed down to San Francisco, this this uh, ridiculousness. But I want to say this. You know, going into the 21st century, there were 27 million Africans that were enslaved on the continent of, on the continent of Africa. I don't know how many there are exactly today, but until these people, these uh, activists, who are so against slavery, until they until they try to stamp out slavery in Africa, lift a finger, create an organization, send money over there to get rid of the slave. Until they cure that problem, they're full of crap. 
That's that, that's number one. Okay. Hey, Larry. Number two, I'm, I'm Larry, wait, wait. I'm going to let you make point number two. But you mentioned full of crap. I, I'll take it even one better. This this uh, panel, uh, rather than focusing on reparations, how about focus on what's going on in Florida right now? Eight injured on King Day, one critically, and a mass shooting at a Dr. Martin Luther King Day event at a Florida park. And I'm looking at the pictures of, of, of what happened, and it's all young African-Americans. How about that, panel in, in San Francisco? How about focus on that? Larry, go ahead and, and make that, your second point. Okay, just to embellish your point, if they pass this $5 million thing, do you know how many murders, more murders are going to be in the black community out of jealousy? One one will qualify, one will not. That's a $5 billion difference. Okay. Now, my second point is this. Uh, David, I'm, I'm glad I don't have to argue with him tonight. Norman got that privilege. But now he's a good guy. I feel bad for him. But, you know, sometimes he, he's a little bit too over the top. Well, he said with the, with the Lord and Taylor, he used to work for Lord and Taylor, he, and he got all irate at the fact that they told him it's a private company. To follow black people. Okay. Now, if they just told him to follow black people, that would be wrong. I, I agree. But if they told him to follow around black teenagers between the ages of 13 and 18, that would not be wrong. You see? So we have to understand. We, we have to deal. But, Larry, it is a bit wrong. And it's wrong because it's profiling. Now, in some cases, it, it is warranted. But if you're going to follow black kids between, you said the age, what, 13 and 18? Right. Then you should also be following white kids between the age of 13 and 18. Because white kids well, steal, a, too. But, 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 Dominic, this is a private company. They can't afford to waste money. This isn't the government. We, we, you know, I, I, hear you. I, I hear you, Larry. I, limited resources. I, I, I hear you. But, but Larry, how would you like to be that African-American person walking in the store, not doing anything wrong, trying to buy a product, and you know security has you under surveillance? How would you like that feeling? Now that's, a, that's a terrible feeling. They have to do it in a way where they don't know they're being followed, obviously. Well, Larry, I, I thank you for the call and have a great morning. Let's go from Larry in Brooklyn to Michael in New Jersey. Good morning, Michael. What's on your mind? Yeah, I'm 100% for giving $5 million in reparations. But up until now, they used to say, well, give it the way Germany gave it to the Jews, which I'm 100% for. Uh, Here's what Germany said. If you are a Jewish person living in another country, fly to Germany. Um, You'll go before a panel. The first thing you have to do is lift up your sleeve and you'll show them the number that was tattooed on your arm when you were in the concentration camp. Um, the Germans kept very good records. So tell us your name. We'll look it up. We'll first, tell us which concentration camp you were in and who was the commandant of that concentration camp. And they look up your, your number. Well, I shouldn't say name. They gave them numbers. And if your number on your arm matches the number in the book, they gave you reparations. Now, here's what I say. Any black person... Same thing. And incidentally, my wife is Jewish. Um, I'm not. I'm Christian. But my wife is Jewish. She didn't get any reparations, and she didn't deserve to get any because she was never in a concentration camp. But any black person who was a slave, let them go to the government, tell them the, the plantation they were on, the name of the plantation owner, let them remove his shirts because— Right, but, but Michael, but, but, that, but that's not what they're proposing in San Francisco. Well, that's, what, that's the way it should be. I right. Mean, 
they, they didn't give Germany didn't give reparations to Jews that weren't in concentration camps. What what they're they saying in San Francisco is that systematic racism over the years. If you're a victim of that as well, and you're an African American, and you're saying because of drugs. Well, who, if, if a person takes drugs, that's their own decision. Why should the government give you money because you decided to be a knucklehead and take drugs? I'm well, talking about slavery. No, I, I I hear you, but you're trying to define it your way, the way you feel it should be. Well, then they're wrong. And, and, and like I, I, said, I don't support it. I don't support willing, it in any way. Yeah, I'm willing to give five million dollars. Any black person can prove that they were a slave, and and they tell me the name of the plantation, who owned the plantation, and they lift up their shirt, and there are marks on their back from being whipped because most of the slaves were brutally, brutally treated. They were whipped constantly if they didn't work fast enough. Absolutely. Give them the $5 million tax-free, no questions asked. That's all they have to do. Like right. The Jews right. I, I get it. I get it. I get it. Thank you for the call, Michael. Uh, basically, under your definition, no one would qualify uh, and the whole idea is uh ridiculous loretta in brooklyn good morning loretta what's on your mind good morning dominic i have a couple of points as well i don't know how good this is going to go over but i've experienced reverse discrimination i was only 25 1970 my girlfriend my best friend in the whole world at work uh, we were friends uh, outside of work. She was going through rough times with her husband, and she said I could be godmother to the baby. And I was up in Long Island. They moved out of Brooklyn. They were in her mother's house and her stepfather. And um, her mother didn't want me to be godmother. She wanted an old family friend. And uh, I gave my friend an out. I figured this girl is under a lot of pressure. She's living in her mother's house with the baby and the husband. And um, I said, if you want someone else to be godmother, I'll understand. She said, no, it's my baby. I get to choose. I said, okay. It never happened. I lost my baby to baptize. And I forgave. You have to forgive. You have to let it go at some point in your life. To get angry and stay angry is not good for your innards. It's not good for your spirit, your heart, none of it. Um, there's more discrimination. Um, before I lost my weight and I was big and clumsy the way I walked and not easy on the eyes, the CVS we had over here at the time, one of their smallest wait, wait, stores. Wait, 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 Loretta, wait, wait. Yeah. Let, let me, I'm going to let you finish. I, I, I am on limited time, but, but I okay. want to ask you this question. I really want to ask you this question. Why would somebody describe themselves as not easy on the eye? See, I, I am offend, on the eyes. I am offended at a statement like that. Why would you describe yourself like that? That was my life. I lived it. That's how I lived it. That's my experience with being 300 pounds. I'm sure. Wow. Uh, that's how I feel. So when I'm walking in the store, in CVS, and I would fight to the death for the buy one, get one free on the ice cream when we had half gallons of ice cream, right? This cashier, she didn't work for security. She was told to watch me because I'm walking clumsy. I walk clumsy now because of my arthritis, not because of my weight. 
um, easier on the eyes. I got old. Everybody smiles at me. Oh, look at the cute little old lady. Yeah, right. Meanwhile, the, she made it obvious. She didn't work for security. She was a cashier. I knew I was being watched, and I let it go. You have to live with these things. It's always going to be there, all kinds of discrimination. My favorite reggae DJ, we were talking on his show about Friends, an episode that was hilarious, and he said he never watched it. And I jumped in and I said, why, a bunch of white people? He said, yeah, I knew that's racism, but I would never call him on it because I love the guy to death. Hey, Loretta, you, you said so many things that I need to respond to, but I just don't have the time uh, because I've got to take a break. But but I want to just say to you here that listening to your voice, you described yourself, I think you said, as an old lady. I think that's what you said. But, 77. But how old? 77. Wow. Well, you, you, sound, you sound quite cute to me and quite pretty to me. And so oh, thank, you. thank you and... And please, 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 please don't describe yourself uh, because I, I, I'm concerned about what it does to you internally if you if at one time you were describing yourself as not easy on the eyes. I mean, you, you, you're, you're a creature of God and, and just like the rest of us, and, and, and you sound like a wonderful person. I would love to respond, but I just don't have the time right now. Thank you, Loretta. We are going to take a break. We're late for a break. When we come back, we'll have our Carter Care segment, and we're also going to go to New Jersey, Yonkers, Manhattan, and Lakewood, New Jersey. WABC. Highlighting stories that hit close to home, from your borough to your dinner table, this is Carter Cares. I feel so bad for these Manhattan residents in Gramercy Park in a community where a homeless man is terrorizing them, and they say the city isn't doing anything to help, despite Mayor Eric Adams' new program to get troubled homeless people off the streets. Residents at one Lexington Avenue building claim that management even spent $4,000 on a locksmith to try to keep the homeless person from camping out in their lobby. Camping out in their lobby. But somehow he still found a way in. Over the weekend, residents called police at least five times after the homeless man broke into the compact room and defecated, only to have police let him go when he refused help. And so one neighbor puts it this way. The police are saying they don't have any right to put him in an institution or whatever unless he consents to it in writing. And as much as he's uh, the imbalance, he can still respond to a few questions posed by authorities, and he just doesn't want to go in. So at what point do we say enough is enough and we just take action? Something has to give. Alan Yonkers, good morning. What's on your mind? Yeah, hello, Dominic. You know, I live in a middle-class neighborhood in Yonkers. I live in a home, and I go the extra mile or the extra effort to make sure that my property isn't compromised from a you know, home invasion or somebody coming uh, near my property uh, to do harm or to break in. So when I hear what's going on in uh, that building in uh, Lexington Avenue, I just it's a sad situation, and especially – 
when this individual is able to breach security and get in the compactor room. And, you know, when I hear about this situation, I recollect about that guy who terrorized the Upper West Side, Larry Hogue. Yes. So it's, 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 it's a, you know, it's a terrible situation. And, and that's one of the things that I liked about Mayor Giuliani because Mayor Giuliani came in with that individual as, yes. as, as the mayor-elect, and he said, oh, no, we're, we're not playing this game. You're going to get out of here. You're going right. somewhere. And he was gone. He was gone. And and the man you just mentioned, and as a result of him, uh, you know, the squeegee men popped up everywhere. And, yeah. y- y- you know, when, I, when I'm driving home, when I'm here at the station and I'm driving home, Mid-afternoon, one of the one of the horrible things that you see when you are on the um, the FDR, the Harlem River Drive, the FDR Drive becomes the Harlem River Drive. And you're going up to get onto the um, onto the um, George Washington Bridge. And there's normally a homeless person standing in the middle of both lanes as you go to make a left to get onto the uh, the uh, the the bridge under the buildings. And uh, yesterday there was a, a homeless woman there, and I don't know if she was on heroin, but she was nodding in a way that addicts do. Yes. And, I, and I thought that she was going to fall into one of these cars. Oh, yeah, she was nodding out. And, oh. and, and it's like, and, and, and you can't blame the police. The police can only do yeah. what the politicians let them do. That's right. You know, it's, it, Al, I, I appreciate your call. Let's go to uh, coming up, folks, at the top of the hour at 1 a.m., Frank Marano, the other side of midnight. David in Manhattan. Good morning, David. What's on your mind? Good morning. Uh, last Sunday, I had to be on the west side highway near the uh, where, where the cruise ships come in. Yes. And as, I'm, the, as the lights are turning, you know, they, people keep crossing. But what they were were all these Spanish people, families. They were carrying suitcases and boxes and everything and dragging them across the street. And I wonder what was going on. I have a friend who works for the cruise lines, and I gave him a call. He told me he's not sure if it's the state or the, the government has commandeered, not commandeered, but renting the cruise lines to bring people up from uh, Florida to New York. And they, give, they, they, they like, they, you know, the cruise line business is dying. So they gave them a special rate. They've turned the whole boat into a uh, like a homeless shelter. It's you know base rates. They just put cots in the damn thing completely. It's not like you know all the wonderful amenities. And they're constantly bringing you know not just a you know eighty or ninety, but a boatload like one of these you know massive uh, cruise line you know uh, you know cruise boats. They're just coming up here with people. Isn't that just great, David? Isn't that just wonderful? I mean, it's, it's, uh, uh I mean, the, the volume, you know, you, you can't, you, what can you, you know, it's, they're, they're, you know, if. So, so wait, David, you, you said, you said, what can you do? Yeah, no, what can you no, do? No, not number one, stop stating publicly your sanctuary city. <laughs> no, number number two, stop stop caving in to to the uh, activists that are representing these uh, migrants. Uh, show a spine. Tell, make them take you to court. But in the meantime, carry out your agenda of representing Americans and not migrants. So what mm-hmm. happens? What happens when the budget is blown completely? Oh and, God, and, help and, us! And, and and we have no more money. Then 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 where are the needy migrants going to go then? 
They're going to go to the next place with free, free, free. That's what they're going to do. And, and David, I, I thank you for your call and have a, a lovely morning. Let's go to Frank in New Jersey. Good morning, Frank. What's on your mind? Hi, Dominic. I'm going to call John Casamitis tell him to move you up because I can't get to bed until I hear your show. Oh, that's nice of you to say, Frank. Thank you. Anyway, thank you. Two, two quick things. I'm a retired police officer, 31 years. And thank you for your service. Thank you. And I don't, I don't say that lightly. I really don't. I know that. High-ranking police officer. And let me tell you, these police officers will do just what the politicians want them to do. Right. Let me tell you, because they're afraid of losing their job, and they right. feel, guess what, it's a lot easier for me. I don't get involved. I won't get sued or right. anything like that. Right. So they go right along with them, a lot of them. Number two, the reparations. And I'm speaking fast because I know we're close to the end of the yes, time. Yes, we are. We are. Go ahead. Before they, before they start p- passing money out, they better pass it out to, to the Italians, to the Irish, to the Spanish, to the to those Asians, because you know what? They were all come against. My parents and my wife's parents are from Italy. And let me tell you, when they came over, they were calling them grease balls, giving them the worst right. job. Right. Fact, it's, it's a great point, Frank. You, you, I'm going to let you finish. You're making a great point, because if you if you go along this path, where, where do you stop if you go down this slippery slope? But continue, right. please. And, and it's a proven fact, because my wife does research on it. Twenty Italians were hung in, in New York. I don't know what part of New York it was at once because they didn't like them. So maybe they should give us some money, too. If they're going to start giving out $5 million each, they better start putting their hands in their pocket for everybody else. But I agree with you 100%. Believe me, I am totally against it on what they're doing. It just doesn't make any sense. And it's, what do they say, penny-wise, pound-foolish? It's just pandering in the worst type of way. And let, let's look at it from the perspective of... Uh, of uh, of the African-Americans for one second that may be eligible for this. You're giving them hope for something that we all know is never going to happen. Frank, I thank you for the call, and I thank you for serving as a high-ranking official in the NYPD, I believe you said, for 31 years. God bless you. Thank you. We're going to continue with your calls in a second, but first I'm joined by my colleague, Frank Morano, on the other John side Nick. of Midnight. Good, you, morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. What, what do you have? Hey. Hey, I love the conversation that you did uh, yesterday morning. Well, thank you. About, I, about Dr. King. I appreciate and, that. Uh, and uh, I got a big kick out of the panel discussion that you hosted. And if people haven't seen that, the video should be up soon at WABCradio.com. Really, really thought-provoking. Very interesting. So thanks. Thank you. What do you have coming up this Action Pack show. You know, a lot of folks were in the same boat I was in that we're kind of tired of hearing about George Santos. And then a comedy writer reached out to me and totally reinvigorated my interest. He has written a book. It's called The Completely True Autoliography of George Santos. It is hysterical. And it's basically a completely fictional account of George Santos's life. How he was able to get this book out uh, so quickly is just great. And so I'm going to talk with the writer of that book, Alan Katz. And then uh, we're going to do a follow-up on this uh uh, study uh, this report that uh, came from the office of D- the director of national intelligence on ufos with a, a real expert a harvard scholar who's going to tell us what it actually it says so another great show is coming up. i hope so let's go to a call together frank morano dominic carter let's go to ray in new jersey good morning ray you're talking to frank and dominic Oh, what a pleasure. I'll listen to you both overnight, every night while I'm working. Well, thank you. Uh, Wait, Ray, you, you got 20 seconds. I'm sorry, because we're almost okay. out of time. So go ahead. My grandfather came over from Italy 
in the early 1900s. I shouldn't have to pay anything to anybody. Slavery was well over, but I live by Martin Luther King's creed, every man by the color of his skin. You don't judge him by the color of his skin. You judge him by the content of his character. Thank and, you. And you know what, Ray? That's a great way to end the show this morning. Folks, you want to keep it right there. Frank Morano is coming up. But first, news headlines with Alex Barnard, Frank Morano, and the other side of Midnight.